I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we're going to have a great podcast today. So we're kind of kind of build on what we've talked about in maybe the last couple of weeks about adjustments and how do we grow? How do we embrace maybe difficulties or changes in our life? And today the topic is going to be character over comfort. Now let me say this, it's not a uh, or okay so it's not a you have to have character or comfort they're not mutually exclusive where you you can only have one and not the other there is a possibility to have both but today i'm titling it character over comfort because sometimes those two are going to come into conflict sometimes you do have to choose one or the other because sometimes they just don't go hand in hand so today we're going to talk about that, and I hope by the end of this podcast, you're going to realize, okay, I understand that sometimes comfort is my friend, but sometimes comfort is my enemy, and you're going to have a greater appreciation for those times when life is uncomfortable, and you do have to put yourself through uncomfortable times. Um, you've probably heard these little sayings like, God cares more about your holiness than he does your happiness. Or God cares more about your character than he does your comfort. And again, these are neat little sayings, you know, and they're, they make great tweets and great social media posts, but there is actually truth to them. And so that's what we're kind of kind of dive into because yes, God cares about your happiness. Yes, God cares about your comfort. Um, I, I feel like I've gained a lot more appreciation for the character of God when I became a father. Um, you guys that are not parents yet, you'll get there one day, God willing, and you'll kind of see life differently, and you're going to experience love in a different manner. You know, I tell people this all the time, like, yes, you, you love your parents, yes, you love your friends, uh, and you love your spouses if you're married, but there's a different type of love. It's not a greater love necessarily. It's just a different type of love that you experience when you have children of your own. And so when I think about God and I think about him being our heavenly father, our creator, a lot of times I now put myself in his position as to how you love, for, you love your kids. And you want your kids to be happy. You want your kids to be comfortable to some extent. You want great things for your kids, but that's not the top priority. At least it's not for me um, with Christian morals and values. I realize that more important than their happiness is their holiness. You know, more important than them being comfortable all the time is their character. And so, yes, I would love for them to have both, but if it comes down to it, I would rather them be holy. I'd rather them be more Christ-like. I would rather them have character of God than I would them being happy or, you know, have this peace uh, from the world or, or, or have, you know, great wealth or, or whatever it is maybe they may possibly come in conflict with those priorities. So, again, going back to this comfort and character, Character is so important. Right? Again, the older that I get, the more experience that I have, you really come to appreciate other people's character. Like, 
who they say they are, what do they represent, um, are they people of integrity, are they people that you can trust, are they people that you can rely on and depend on, are they people of you know, good morals? And, and again, not that anybody's perfect. Look, we all fall short, but you're still going to have a judgment of someone's character based on your experiences or based on what you've heard about them. Right or wrong, you're, you're going to have some type of preconceived notion or you're going to, you know, based on your experience with them, you're going you're gonna to have an evaluation of their character, good or bad. And despite whatever else you accomplish in life or what you obtain, if you don't have a good character and your character is not spoken highly of, then and I think that's just a shame. I think that's a waste. I think give up everything else in order that your character remains strong and your character and your reputation remains intact. Um, so let's talk about this thing of comfort. Comfort is not a bad thing, okay? Let me, let me make that clear as well. It's not that comfort is bad, but comfort is a little tricky, okay? Uh, we, we like to be comfortable as human beings. It's just natural. And it can relate to all aspects of life. Let's just take temperature. If you're in a classroom as a student or if you're outside, outdoors, or you know, wherever you may be, we like to be comfortable at, a, at temperatures that we just like. Okay, Some people like cooler temperatures. That's what they really prefer. Some people like warmer temperatures because that's what they prefer. And it's not necessarily the preference that matters. It's does that that comfort level fit that individual. And if that's comfortable to you, that's probably what you prefer. Because when it gets too cold, what do you hear people saying or what do you say? Man, I'm freezing. It's so cold. Right? You begin to kind of complain. You're beginning to, you know, not be comfortable anymore. Or if it's too hot, you may hear, man, I'm dying over here. It's so hot or I'm melting because of the heat. Again, you become uncomfortable when the temperature adjusts outside your quote-unquote comfort zone. Let's talk about just uh, the comfort of maybe your chair or your couch or your bed. Look, we all like comfortable places to sit and to lay down. And that's totally fine. All those are totally fine. But reality is that's not going to always happen. We're not always going to get the temperature that we want. We're not always going to get a chair that's comfortable. We're not always going to have maybe a place to sleep or lay down that's comfortable. But if you had your choice, obviously we would all prefer that soft pillow top mattress versus laying on a bed of rocks or gravel, you know, unless you're some weirdo, okay? And I know we have some of those in our world, but for the most part, majority of us would rather have that comfort. And again, that stuff is okay. That stuff is fine. I'm not saying it is wrong. But now let's look at some times when comfort may possibly hinder us from growth or hinder us from pushing forward and becoming a better individual or becoming who God wants us to be. All right, let's, let's talk about fitness. I know I talk about fitness a lot, but that's just a big part of my life. That's a big part of who I am and even my family's life. Fitness is going to make you uncomfortable. You cannot sit around and do nothing, which is comfortable, right? We, we can sit in that lazy boy and just be comfortable watching TV, you know, eating the foods that we want, you know, that tastes good and watching the TV or playing the video games that we want to watch. 
and that's comfortable. And we could do that all day long if we were allowed. But is that going to help us when it comes to fitness? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You'll never gain muscle. You'll never gain endurance. You're never going to get faster and stronger by doing those things, by being comfortable. When you get up and you go out, maybe it's hot, and you run, it's not comfortable, right? You're going to have to breathe heavy. Your muscles are going to probably hurt a little bit. You know, it's going to be hot. You're going to be sweating. That's not comfortable. But that is necessary if you are going to build endurance, if you're going to improve your your heart, if you're going to improve your body composition, you've got to go do those things. Same thing, you go to the weight room or you go to the gym, you're going to be uncomfortable if you're doing it properly. Now, I know I I see people in the gym all the time, they look pretty comfortable. (laughs) I don't think they're getting a whole lot of the workout, but regardless, props to them for getting in the gym. It's better than sitting on the couch. But If you're going to work out, you probably need to put some intensity behind it. It's probably going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to be doing weight that either one is is challenging for you because it's a little heavier, or you're going to be doing reps with a weight that is going to, again, make you uncomfortable. It's going to burn a little bit because you're, you're putting in extra reps to build muscle or to build endurance, to build perseverance. You have to do that stuff in order for your body to be healthier, be stronger. Same thing with stretching. Uh, I'm going to knock on my oldest son. He does not like to stretch. And because of that, he's not flexible. And I remember there's multiple times when I'll say something like, why don't you stretch? Because it hurts. Well, yeah, it hurts. You know, yes, it's uncomfortable. But by you stretching and getting past the point where it first hurts, then you get past a little bit more before it hurts again, and you eventually build a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more flexibility. And that is important for speed, for endurance, for health, uh, you know, for all sorts of benefits. But yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, stretching hurts, right? If you do it right. But it's necessary because it creates growth opportunity. But you have to be uncomfortable. That's, that's so relevant to life. And again, I know you use fitness a lot, but I think it parallels so good with our spirit and with our faith because we're trying to grow it. At least I hope we are. I hope you are. I hope I am. I'm trying to grow my faith. I'm trying to get a stronger faith. I'm trying to grow my spirit. I want my spirit to be stronger. You know, I want it to, to improve, and I know it's not going to do that by just sitting around. Let's take our minds, for example. If you are constantly just vegged out, you know, not using your mind, you're going to lose some of that mental edge. You're, you're going to lose some of that creativity. I've actually heard recently um, an individual talking about uh, statistics that, that he was, you know, promoting or talking about or whatever about children that never have downtime now because they're so consumed with either their phone or iPad or television or video games, and they're constantly multitasking, uh, texting, whatever. They're constantly doing something. They're constantly engaged, and it doesn't give them the opportunity to just stop, be bored for a little bit, so that their minds have to be creative. They have to dream and, you know, use their minds versus just reacting to things. 
Um, yeah, I think the mind is good to, to react to certain things. I do think it kind of builds a little bit in video games or, or other things. But I do know there's a lot of value to also just being alone, being quiet, and just using your mind and imagination. Allows you to dream big things, maybe to have visions of what you want to do or maybe what God wants to do in your life. You know, the Bible tells us many times to be still and listen, listen to God's voice. And when we constantly are throwing noise at it, that's a distraction point. But I'm getting a little bit off topic. Going back to this uncomfortable, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable just to, to sit there in quiet, but that's an opportunity to, to grow our minds. All right, so the, uh, the Navy SEALs actually have a pretty interesting saying. It says, get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> Think about that. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. If you know anything about Special Forces and Navy SEALs, they go through crazy physical and mental tests and, te- and challenges in order to become that Special Force. And it, all, it obviously has a purpose, right? They're, they're putting them in very difficult situations where they have to push their bodies further than they thought possible. They have to push their minds further than they thought possible. But what that does is that teaches them that saying, that teaches them to be comfortable being uncomfortable. They're constantly uncomfortable. But what does that do? When you're thrown into a wartime situation or maybe you're on a mission that teaches them that, you know what, I'm used to being uncomfortable and I can handle it. So whatever is thrown at me, I can adjust and I can handle it. I know for me, if it were a teammate of mine or if it's just someone that's protecting me, you know, in, in the country that I live in, I want someone like that. <laughs> I want someone that is used to being uncomfortable and that can adapt and do those things and adjust and just be prepared for whatever's thrown at them versus that person that maybe is that opposite of that, that has been vegged out in their lazy boy, playing video games, watching Netflix, just chilling, eating whatever, and hasn't done a single difficult thing. Again, sitting at their perfect temperature and just has literally not had to be uncomfortable for maybe months and months and months or even years. You throw that person into a very difficult situation, who do you think responds better? The person that is used to comfort and all of a sudden is thrown out of their comfort zone or the person that's constantly been out of their, their comfort zone and constantly has been uncomfortable? Well, of course, yeah, the person that's constantly been uncomfortable is going to do better because they're used to it. It's practice. It's experience. So spiritually, it is, so, it is just like that spiritually. It's so similar. You know, if we just get comfortable, we get complacent in our spiritual journey, in our spiritual walk, and we haven't really had to test it, and we're not testing our faith, and we're not expanding our, our dependence on God, you know, what are we doing? Are we growing it? Probably not. I'm guessing we're probably losing some of that strength that our faith has versus if you're thrown into uncomfortable situations, and you're having to depend on God, I know the more times that you've done that, that God has been faithful, that has increased your faith. That has increased your strength in 
God and your belief in him and that he's going to be uh, looking out for not only his will, but your best interest. So story time. All right, so a little over eight years ago, my family and I were doing ministry uh, in North Alabama, and we were comfortable, and not in a bad way. I mean, we were comfortable. Big church, big youth group, beautiful new facilities and buildings. Uh, We were close to family, close to friends, close to our family farm. Things were good. But then all of a sudden, we felt like God was calling us out of that comfort zone and calling us to Venice, Florida. And we were like, uh, I don't know, God. And we wrestled with this. And we really weren't sure, are we supposed to go, are we not? Because ultimately, Lois Ann and I wanted what was best for us and what, what God's will was for our lives. And so that was our prayer. God, we want your will to be done. We want your best for us. What did you create us for? And what, how do you want to use us at this point in our lives? That's what we want. And if that means getting out of our comfort zones, then so be it. And ultimately, God called us to South Venice, or to, to, excuse me, South Florida, which was Venice. And we were like devastated at first. You know, we were, we were like, we we're crying. We didn't want to leave because we were scared. It wasn't that there was something negative about Venice. It was that we were scared. We were nervous. We were going to have to leave our comfort zone to go do something uncomfortable. We were going to a strange place. We only knew a couple people. Uh, I was going to an older church building, an older congregation, basically a non-existent youth group. I think there were like two active students when I got here. I was going to be building it from the ground up. Look, and in ministry, you usually leave a church or you leave a youth group to go to a bigger one, a better one, not right the reverse. And I was doing right the reverse. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like this is not the way I had it played out in my mind years ago. But that's what God was calling us to. He said, this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be a challenge. This is going to be difficult. And we ultimately, you know, moved down. We did it. And I'm going to tell you, after eight years, a little over eight years, I am so grateful that, one, God, God called us out of the comfort zone to be uncomfortable. And, two, I'm so grateful that we were obedient and that we came because we would have missed out on so much. We would have missed out on our own growth. We would have missed out on seeing God work in, in miraculous ways through this community and through students and even through our family. And we would also have missed out on the blessings that God has given us through this time. And I'm like, man, I'm so thankful that we, we jumped out of the comfort zone and we got very uncomfortable for a while because God used that. God grew us during that time. So people, what I want you to get from this message is being uncomfortable is okay. It's actually beneficial in a lot of ways. You're going to grow from it. You're going you're to be challenged. You know, you've got to remain focused on God. You have to have the right mindset and look for the opportunities, but God will teach you something. Goodness, you can look at the Bible and you can see so many examples of how God took his people out of comfortable lives 
comfortable positions and stuck them in uncomfortable situations and then used them in, in incredible ways. Abraham, he left his homeland. He left his family to go to some strange place. Wasn't even sure where he was going. Just knew God was calling him somewhere. And he ultimately became the father of a nation. Moses. Moses, the last thing that he wanted to be was a leader. He, he kept running from it. I don't want to be a leader. Look, I, I don't want this. I can't speak well. You know, I kind of have a, you know, an issue with my speech. And God said, no, I want to use you. This is going to be uncomfortable, but I want to use you. And he became one of the greatest leaders that we've ever known. You just can continue to go on and on. Joseph, oh my goodness. Joseph was like, he was going to be like this spoiled little kid, like the favorite son of his father and have everything. Well, next thing, God pulls him out of that comfort zone. He becomes a slave. He becomes imprisoned, uh, thrown into a, a completely different land. But ultimately, through many years, God raises him up and he becomes the second man in charge in all the land at that time, second in command under Pharaoh himself. And he was able to save his family and his nation, his people group. Man, that is incredible. But he had to be uncomfortable in order to get to that point. And we can look at David. I mean, you can look in the New Testament at the disciples. There's there's just endless examples. I could go on and on of, of people that God called out of their comfort zones put them in very uncomfortable situations, but use that to grow them and to build character. Again, it doesn't have to be an if or an and. It doesn't have to be, um, or it doesn't have to be comfort. It doesn't have to be in direct conflict with character, but sometimes they are. You're going to have to choose. And so character is always more important than comfort. Yes, God loves us, but sometimes that means his love is going to take us out of our comfort zones and stick us in an uncomfortable situation because he knows what's best for us. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24 says, says this. So rid, so get rid of your old self, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and your minds must be, must be made completely new and you must put on that new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. Now, your attitudes and your thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. This is a different version of it. Yes, you must be a new and a different person, holy and good. Clothe yourself with this new nature. Again, this concept of getting rid of the old. When you become a follower of Christ, you are now getting rid of the old self and you're becoming a new creation, a new creature in Christ. You're becoming more like him. You're throwing off the old and putting on the new. That's what these passages are saying. Now, here's the message version of that same passage. Take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. I'm going to reread that. 
again, talks about God's character, how he's putting his character in us. Take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct, into your actions as God accurately reproduces his character in you. He is putting his character in you. He wants you to have his character. That's what he wants. He cares more about your character than he does your comfort. He cares more about your holiness than he does your happiness. Again, he's a loving father. He wants you to have both, but there's going to be times when you can't have both. You can't because he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to grow you. The Christian life does not mean it's an easy, just breezy, comfortable life. No, it's, there's difficult times. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be obstacles, but that is opportunities for us to grow. That is opportunities for us to build character. When you go through difficult times in life, whether it be school, sports, your job, your family, that is an opportunity for you to build your character. It's not going to happen automatically. You're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to seek God and say, God, you need to use this situation, please, to help me be more Christ-like. Build your character in me. Reproduce your character in me. This is difficult. I need your strength. I need your help, God. Please call out to him, beg him. He will do a mighty work in your life. Now, it's not going to probably be that immediate answer that you want, but through time, perseverance, through difficulty, that uncomfortable time in your life that you don't want to go through, God will bring you through it, and in the end, you're going to praise God and say, thank you, God, for getting me uncomfortable because of what you taught me. I am a better individual. I am more like Christ. I now have a more of a purpose and a passion for life for your will. It's critical, guys, that you grasp this concept. I'll leave you with that, guys. Remember, character over comfort. Build your character, and not just your individual character. I'm talking about your character that God has given you, God wants you to have. That's what he wants, the character of Christ in you. Guys, again, I'll leave you with this podcast with this. Please, if you get value from this podcast, share it with someone. Tell someone about it. I want this podcast to grow. And if it's finding value with you, then I'm sure it's going to find value with someone else. So share it. Tell somebody about it. Let's grow this podcast. If you have not left a review on iTunes, please do so. I greatly appreciate it. Guys, I love you. Thank you. And we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no.